It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Natural Hat Trick with Luke Lipinski, Craig Morgan, and Jamie Eisner. Welcome into episode 221 of the Natural Hattrick Podcast alongside Craig Morgan. Craig Benton. And Jamie Eisen. Jummy Cinnamon Sprinkles here. Uh, Reporting for duty. Lipinski? No, you're not. Uh, what, what was my name? Luca, Luca Grande. Grande. Yeah, I like that. That's a good godfather yeah, name. Yeah. All right, let's uh, before we get into the first week of the season, gentlemen, let's play a game. Want to play a game? I don't know. I like I, I, I've seen that movie. It usually doesn't end well. Okay. Well, it's not like that movie. It might be more disturbing when you hear the game. Okay. Neither one of you know the game Dougie? yet, right? Yes. No, it's not like that Michael Douglas movie, is it? No. Or I might. Okay. Or that thing you played in high school where like you're not allowed to so think about the game these. or you See, lose. Don't drop yeah, these references on you guys. You have no game. idea what I'm talking about. You're talking about Do you even know who Michael Douglas is? Yes. Okay. I thought you were talking about the rapper, the game, who hasn't been heard from in like 10 years. Yeah, I said, oof. Okay. Here's the game. Which one of us carries bananas around in a banana suitcase. I'll no, go first. Why does this come up? Is it me? No, it's not. Craig, how about you? It is me. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Why? No need for you to answer, Jamie. <laughs> why? Because my wife bought me one, Luke. And she bought them for my daughters, too, who like to take bananas to school, but they find that when the bananas go in their lunch boxes, they turn black and they get smushed. But not with this amazing banana carrier. It keeps them fresh. And it keeps them looking nice and yellow. So I have some questions because I have not seen this. And I, I have know. no idea what the context That's of this is. why I left is. you in the Hold dark on, on purpose. You keep talking. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, I was going to say, does, is this shaped? I guess I, I'm trying to ask Craig a question as he leaves the room. A picture it, was sent to me. Okay. Is it shaped like a banana? Like is the case banana shaped? There you go. It, it very much is banana shaped. It is a okay. large is plastic banana. banana. What, if, what if you want multiple bananas? Do you have you to can. get multiple cases? Yes. Oh, I have not seen the multiple carrying case yet, so. This is definitely a solution to life's greatest problem. My wife has so many things like this in our kitchen you would not believe. If you if you went through the drawers and cabinets, you'd you'd basically be asking questions. What does this do? What does this do? Is it just a lot of food shaped containers? No. Do you have this ones is... for individual grapes? Ooh. I'm just making sure. It's just <laughs> uh, it doesn't even deserve a response. Oh yes, it does. Um I'm not going to tell you who anonymously sent me that tip, but they suggested I lead the podcast with is it. Is their first name Cat? No. Really? It Tyson Ash? I'm not going to tell you the name. Matt McConnell. I'm not telling it you It was name. Matt McConnell because he you. took a photo of it. <laughs> well, the person did not send me a photo. Here, I don't want to get too confused. Watch your back, Matt McConnell. Matt did not send me the photo he took. He sent me a photo. And I didn't say it was Matt McConnell. We'll just call him Matt M. He. Yeah. <laughs> or no, let's go M McConnell. That's yeah. that we'll go with that one. He sent uh he sent the Amazon picture of it to prove to me that it was a real thing. Mm-hmm. And even as I look at it now in real life, I still don't believe it's a real thing. Here it is. I'm just going to leave it here for you to admire for the entire podcast. It's a shell of the actual item it's supposed to Beautiful. be. Beautiful. I have them we have them in pink and green too. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the Brent Seabrook of food I'm carriers. Owning this. You, you guys can't shame me with this. I'm That's owning a it. Great line. Nobody heard it. Uh, no, I heard it. Okay, I just didn't care. Oh, that was a great line, though. <laughs> Craig could have at least rang the bell. That's also like life goals. I need to be successful enough in life where I can just individually buy packages for different pieces of food items to carry around. We all want to be as successful as Craig. Yeah, we do. Combined, we'll this over be. here now. You yeah, should. Because safekeeping. You aren't worthy of my banana carrier. <laughs> the fact that you had it with you is that the name of the show. It's. Should the name of the show be Banana Carrier or You Aren't Worthy of My Banana Carrier? It's the latter. Okay, good. And that feels like an FCC violation, but we'll try it. Mm, okay. uh, also, now that you've heard that, make sure you rate and review the show. Um, you don't have to review the show because I know it takes a while, but at least rate the show. And think of it this way. If you like the show, you want other people to hear it, right? So rating it pushes us up on iTunes. Oh, for God's sake, review it too. If you can. Okay. If Come you, on, l- don't be lazy. Also, the reality is 
do it for Craig and Luke. Don't do it for me. Like I, I, I get it. That was implied. Yeah. It's like so I know I'm like the one star on the show. Just it's like drop off the lowest grade. Yes. Like they used to do in high school. <laughs> so just pretend I'm not on the show and then and then rate it and review it as if it's just Luke and Craig. Jamie is the test that we failed like the third week of class. You have some fans. I, I, I have some fan. You have some fan. I have one fan. <laughs> it's a passionate Shout fan. out to Gilbert. One fan. Um, and if you hate the show, well, then don't you want to rate it high anyway so other people have to listen to it? Like, I, you've already gone through no, it. If you hate the your show. Enemies, yeah. Yeah. No, no, rate you, it highly so your enemies will listen to absolutely. it. Absolutely. I like that. If you hate the show, odds are you're not listening at this point. But if you do, if you hate the show, people hate listening just download. Don't listen. Oh. That's all I need you to do. If you hate the show, just make sure you download. Don't listen. If you don't listen, you won't know what a banana carrier is. And you won't know what's wrong with the San Jose Sharks. Let's start there. Who have added Patrick Marlowe mm-hmm. and still seem to have some problems. Well, I mean, it's not like Patrick Marlowe is going to solve any problems. Well, is he going to play in net as, as a Martin Jones <laughs> goaltending fantasy owner? Problem Luke, number comments? one. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's name three problems with the Sharks and let's start right there. Martin Jones. Martin freaking Jones. Yeah. I would say all three are Martin Jones mm-hmm. on some level. Aaron Dell, I guess. Oh, and, is part and of also it. that Mark Edward Vlasic apparently left his game in 2016. <laughs> that's yeah, been a problem. There has been this assumption that that's still an elite blue line, and I'm not ready to give up on Mark Edward Vlasic yet. But with Eric Carlson's help quite being what it has been recently, too, they're really reliant on that blue line. If that blue line falls off in any way i think there are a lot of problems with that team we've seen problems with that team early on i don't want to overreact to an 0-4 start i think they're 0-4 right yep. now right yeah but we did call it on this podcast we did say that the sharks could be on that la anaheim path just a couple years behind everyone was assuming this was a playoff team everyone was assuming that this this was a team that would still contend for the division title I don't think so. No, they got problems. I don't think so. I think they got problems. I think they could conceivably miss the playoffs. They've been smoked in all four games, yeah. too. Now, I understand the first two are Vegas, and it's tough. I mean, we'll get into the Coyotes in a little bit. It is tough when well, Anaheim's not a cup contender, but when you open at home against a team like the Boston Bruins, with San Jose, you open with two games against Vegas that may go to the Stanley Cup this year, but they didn't look good in the other games either. Look, I'm going to annoy a lot of people on this show for yep. different reasons than usual oh. this time because I don't think two games is a trend. But there are two teams I think are legitimately off to bad starts. And that one of them is the Sharks. The other is the Devils. But the concern with San Jose was when you start to see in small sample sizes the manifestation of the bigger concerns you've had all along, that is when you start to really get concerned. 17 goals allowed in those four games. 17. They've also only scored five. So the concerns about what that depth on offense would look like and the fact that their goaltending has been a major question mark for them for more than a year now, these are the, these are the, reason, the reasons we thought they might be in trouble at some point anyway, and we're just seeing it before us, which makes us think, you know what, maybe this is, any, maybe, this is maybe even just a bubble team at best. For over a year, no, Craig, Craig shaking his head. you don't think they're a playoff team at all? I don't think they're a playoff team. For over a year now, Martin Jones has looked like probably the worst starting goalie in the NHL. I mean, I'm sure there's some other name you can throw at me, like whoever Edmonton's goalie technically was last year. But Martin Jones is horrendous. And the team in front of him is not terrible. They don't look good. But, I mean, to be that bad of a goalie with with a decent team in front of you, it's remarkable they made the playoffs last year. So I don't know if he figures it out or what. He doesn't have to be great. He just has to not be embarrassingly bad. Although, I mean, watching the first game against Vegas, he made some amazing saves in that game. He just lets the easy ones in. But they just didn't. San Jose cannot hang with Vegas. There are just certain areas where he struggles. There are yeah. certain parts of his game where if you dissect them, you can probably pick them apart with game planning. And I think teams have. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Anaheim. I just want to take my victory lap. Of, uh, they're going to go over 80 and a half points. They are, what, 3-0 and now? They are 3-0. and Yeah. Are we changing that bet? Nope. Nope. Still don't think they're a playoff team. I, I watched them live. I don't think they're that good. But we, well, but they're that's what they do. But we agree that they are a 500 or better team. No, still no. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't. All right, mm-hmm. no. I still think they it's hit. three games. I'm not freaking mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. I just want to. I'm going to recap our over under bet every week of 80 and a half. Okay, okay. they're almost there. Um, <laughs> Only 77 points away. Uh, or 73 points away. I don't have the audio of this, but did you guys hear Don Cherry go off on why the Maple Leafs can't win the cup? I, I read the quotes. <sighs> okay, they were the most predictable quotes of all time. I don't feel like it's an act with him, though. Although this felt like an act, didn't it? Like if you just everything read the quote, with him feels like an act. Even the suits, Don Cherry, parody suits, Don Charity, yeah, Don Cherry. I can't well, I mean, he's been a parody of Sorry. himself for yes, that's true, decades. But but to me, the appeal of Don Cherry has always been Wait, stop. What appeal? 
You just heard the word peel and you're thinking about bananas? No. I don't see any appeal. The appeal of Don Cherry is that he happens to have been on TV a long time, so people have gotten used to it. He's an institution. (laughs) Shut up. Hey, get him out. Uh, I thought that the appeal to those that like Don Cherry was that he kind of was himself and maybe was... Uh, a reprehensible human being. <laughs> yes, that's was, him. That's him. Was unaware of how ridiculous he sounded sometimes. This felt like a morning sports TV show where you're like you have to take the opposing side, even though the argument is ridiculous. His comments were essentially I don't have the quote in front of me, were Toronto can't win the cup this year because they're not tough enough. You need to be more like St. Louis because they had sixteen Canadians on their team last year. <laughs> that was the quote. I mean, I, I left out words like the and and, but th- that was the That's exact great. gist of the co- quote. So, Congrats to the Blues on the one cup they'll win this yes. century. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> it's not a trend. No. You don't think it's because they were tough and had Well, I Canadians? do think there's an element to being tough to play against. Yes, I think there are different ways you can do that. And there is a little bit of, you know, they, they obviously didn't have the... Other than Tarasenko, they don't have the super high-end skills, so if you can play hard and heavy, that's a way that you can win, I think, but it's not the only way. It's not the only way, and I don't necessarily think what St. Louis is doing is something that should serve as a model for the rest of the NHL. No, I also feel like the Toronto media is just going to nitpick the Maple Leafs every second of this season. of course they are. Uh, That's why Austin wants to leave after five years. It's only four and a half years now. True, yeah. Has it been clinically proven that the only tough players in the NHL are from Canada? Is that well, yeah. Well, they, well, they can't be from Europe. No, you know, apparently that, not. That, that rule is is, is yeah. doubt. There are there are no tough humans away from the Canadian. I think, Canadian Canadian tough here I think Nick Charleston's middle name is Soft. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's who he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that hasn't changed. Um, this is, again. This is this is goes back. They're the Yankees. This is this is the same people that are like, oh, maybe you should play Mike Talkman over Giancarlo Stanton in the postseason. Like it's the same. This same narrative happens where you start to say ridiculous things, especially as your teams are really good. Yes. Like you just start just saying There's ridiculous just a lot things. More voices up there, right? Because yeah. every fan base says ridiculous things. Uh, speaking from personal experience, <laughs> <laughs> there are just a lot more voices yeah. up in Toronto. Yeah, and well, some of them are. They're in still media. the second best team in I was hockey. I say it's not. It feels like the media are fans of yes. the team. Yes, yes. Um, they're the second best team in hockey. So I, I'm not worried. Off to their terrible two one and one start. <laughs> they're like the Yankees, <laughs> except they don't win anything of significance. I think they will either this year yes. or next year. But at this exact moment, they are the Yankees. If the Yankees weren't good. For the longest time. Who's the Dodgers? The Lightning. Oof. Yeah, the Lightning. The, the Lightning. Dodgers are the Tampa, Oof, Light- yeah. Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, boy. Oh, Dodgers. Oh, Kershaw. Uh, okay, let's hit... Well, since we're talking about toughness and how it's more important than anything else, um, Milan Lucic or James Neal? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Who would you rather Did you read so this sports that article? Did you this read this so story? Good. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I'm trying to oh, pull up my. what the exact headline was that I sent to you guys because I fell over in my chair. Yeah, that doesn't sound safe. One leads the league in goals scored. Yes. The other one, leads the league in yes. penalty minutes and fights. Yes, one leads the league in NH- one leads the NHL in goals. The other in penalty minutes and fights. Yes, it's early, but so far both Milan Lucic and James Neal have fit in the way their new teams had hoped. You know, and I think that's true. Actually, I do think that's what Calgary was looking for. Whether that's what they should have been looking for is an, an entirely different question. This this is one of the things we were, we should tout all the things we have been right on because we're only a week into the season and they could all flip. But James Neal, especially now he's skating with Connor McDavid, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We called that too, and on that power play, we called the Renaissance Calgary. So Bill Peters got a decent amount of Coach of the Year consideration last year. <laughs> Grossly misused James Neal because if you look at his career, James Neal has been very good to great every year of his career except last year. Yep, and. I don't know. If I put the over-under at 30 goals this year, are you taking the over or the under? Oh, I'm taking the over. I'm taking the over, He's exploding this year. As long as he's healthy. And also, this is just sort of a reminder that we've never seen a half-decent player with Connor McDavid. Yeah, Pat Maroon. (laughs) (laughs) Again, the luckiest guy in the world. This gives them... I mean, and there's still still a lot of problems on the Oilers roster, obviously. But you you have one scoring wing. If if you could add, like, one other guy to, to that mix, they might be a playoff team. They're on the they're bubble. Dave Tippett. They're on the bubble. Dave Tippett. But that's because that's why they're on the bubble. But because th- Dave Tippett. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. If he if because he didn't come, they'd be the same train wreck they were last year. That bottom six and that that defensive group is so bad. Right. 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 So right. many teams in the West are flawed though. But he's 
They're, that's the be- I think that's probably the best point. There isn't an elite team in the Western Conference right yeah. now. No, maybe it's Vegas, but then there's one. But still, there's seven other <laughs> spots to make the playoffs. It's a shame Dave Tippett doesn't know how to coach offensive players. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. McDavid is really struggling with his uh, checks yeah. notes. I mean, Fourteen goals uh, in three games, eight just, points in three games. He's really holding them back. <laughs> he really yeah. is. Uh, we talked about that in the Pacific preview. I mean, one of the concerns for me, I still think the Coyotes, as I said, could finish as high as second in the Pacific Division. It's very early. It, they will help if they score some goals, but we'll get to them in a second. But my biggest concern for a team trying to make the playoffs in the West that didn't make it last year was that I think Edmonton, at the time, I thought Edmonton was going to be right there. Now I've seen enough. Edmonton's going to make the playoffs. Unless they get hurt. Three yeah. games in. Okay. Well, because it's I like, like this feels like another Chicago Blackhawks. I've seen enough. No, it's, it's like what you're saying, Jamie. When you have concerns about a team and then they immediately start to play out, it's the opposite with Edmonton. They already have the best player in the world, they have a top 10 player in Dreisidel. They. Improved the GM, which doesn't help instantly, but you add Dave Tippett and you add James Neal. Dave Tippett, you have an excellent coach. You have an excellent coach. I know people soured on him around here, but I have a lot of admiration for that guy's abilities. Yeah, he's a great coach. No, I I think they're in contention. I I had him in the beginning of the year. I had him tenth in the West, but they're right in that bubble where I had like Arizona, Winnipeg, Colorado. I mean, all those teams were kind of in that same spot. And look, if they keep, they're going to get enough offense. Well, and that's the thing. Tippett is good at coaching defense yeah. out of guys that aren't necessarily high. Now, I mean, he doesn't have anything to work with defensively like he did with the Coyotes when, no, when they were Adam good. Larson injured, too. So. <laughs> yeah. Still. The caveat is as long as McDavid and Dreisaitl stay healthy. But yep. if they do, I think that's a playoff yeah, team. And James Neal scored 35 goals. He might get Yeesh. that by next episode of this show. Um, let's... Let's, I guess, lump the Jets and Penguins together. Okay. Because they are very similar in the sense that they are <laughs> clearly on the way out. That they've both allowed a goal since we started the show? Yeah. Um, I guess let's start with the Jets. Who do you feel better about between these two teams, the Jets and the Penguins, making the playoffs? The Penguins, actually. The Jets. Really? The Penguins. I, the Jets, just because I don't like the West as much. Okay. Why do you feel good about the Penguins making the playoffs? Because of Sidney Crosby. Yeah. But he can only play a third of the game. It's true. Well, Malkin's out for. Well, they could do what happened with McDavid. Malkin's last out for how long? Long term. Long term. Which usually with Malkin means very long term. Mm. That's a problem. That's Galchenyuk's a problem. hurt now, too. Yeah. Well, yeah. Galchenyuk's and been hurt. Yeah. So, so they traded. <laughs> wondering about that, too. Did, is yeah. it the same knee? Is it. I don't know. Rut row. If Pittsburgh trades, is he ever going Phil, to do anything? Phil Kessel for a guy that is perpetually hurt now, it looks like. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh's got problems. Winnipeg has problems too, but they at least have some guys left that can score. It's not just one. They guy. do. They have they have good offensive players. They do. Yeah. But their their blue line is it's awful. It's Josh Morrissey and a bunch of I don't know. Yeah, it's. I mean, Pionk's been okay. But now, like, if Dustin Bufflin yeah. decides at some point he wants to play again, that would you want to play again for that team? I, I don't know what's going on there, there but I. I mean, they're still, they're I mean, still his agent waited bubble. and said, "All that you've read, don't don't read into any of that. This, you know, we'll we'll see where this goes." But yeah, I mean, what's an agent going to say anyway? Yeah. So maybe he gets the itch again. You never maybe. know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it happens. Maybe he just sits out the first two months of the season. It'd be a nice luxury, huh? Yeah, and maybe that's the plan all along. Maybe the, it's the Michael Strahan like, type thing. Yeah. Just, you know, like, yeah, I don't want to actually go to camp anymore. I've been there, done that. Um, I think of the two, I would go. Winnipeg is at least still fun to watch in the sense that every game is probably going to be 5-4. Pittsburgh's just depressing to watch. And maybe that's from my own personal background, but I can't imagine a random person watching the Penguins and be like, this is a fun game, unless you are a fan of the other team. So I would say Winnipeg still has a chance to make the playoffs. I, If Bufflin comes back, I think they do. If, yeah. if he doesn't, I don't think they're a playoff team either. Uh, let's get into the Coyotes here, at least. Two things that have stood out to me. Well, I guess three. They need to score goals. Yeah, that would uh, help. Number two, you don't get a full appreciation for just how good Phil Kessel is until you see him on your team. That's the truth. He is light years ahead of every other forward on this roster. Somebody actually asked me in the comment section of one of my stories, you guys sick of Kessel yet? Like, um, he's been the best player on the ice. Yeah. yeah. So what would, I, what would they be sick of? What would they be sick of? He... Other guys need to catch up to him. It's been two games, so for the Coyotes, I don't want to overreact because they've actually played well enough to be 2-0, and but they need to score. But as somebody that watched Kessel a lot with the Penguins, you see him in person on a Coyotes team. Look, it's not like the Coyotes have bad players, but at forward, we've talked ourselves into a lot of these guys over the years, and we're like, okay, let's see what this guy can do, and he's the best Coyotes forward, so he's amazing. And then you see Kessel out there making it all look effortless, and he's 
basically through the first two games waiting for guys to catch up with him. Yeah, and, and literally that, some times. Yeah, and, and that's <laughs> there's going to be an adjustment to what he does out there, especially on the power play. I think they they just didn't get any reps together, and Nick Schmaltz is basically a new guy in the mix too. So. They need to get that sorted out, first of all. The power play has to take some steps forward very soon here. I'd be practicing the hell out of that unit right now because they're struggling to score goals. But it is going to take a little time to adjust to what Phil adds to an offense. He is a different kind of player, and he can, as as a couple guys have already said, as good a shot as he has, he's a phenomenal passer. The passing has been... Yeah. Outstanding. I mean, he's, so, he set up the step on goal mm-hmm. with by just by taking the puck and quickly passing it's big, it. Yeah, it's a touch pass. Yeah. The play against Boston where he carries it in, drops the step, step back to Kessel. He throws it right to Keller. And Keller, I mean, Keller did redirect it on goal. You have to lift that if you can. But they ran into Yaroslav Halak on one Mm -hmm. of his vintage nights. But that would have been a goal of the year candidate for the Coyotes if that had worked. And I I think there's, there's... There's potential with that line still. Clayton Keller is enjoying playing with him. Clayton Keller looks good. Yeah, he does. Yeah. So I thought he looked better in the first game when they lost to Anaheim than he looked at any point last year. Honestly, yeah. I know he had he, didn't, he had one point in the Vegas game or the Anaheim game, but again with Keller, it's not just about the points. I want to sure. see how he plays. He went to the net and he was he's never going to be physical, but he took hits. He's energized too. Yeah, yeah. when you play with that kind of skill, it energizes you. That's the word. Like that line has a ton of energy with it. Like when there, it feels like something's going to happen when that line has the puck, mm-hmm. which it did not feel like at points last year, where it just felt like oh they're going to get in the zone and they're just going to pass, pass, pass loose. They are responsible for. <laughs> Half of the Coyotes' grade-A scoring chances right now through yeah. two games. Half, which on and one hand you're like, oh, that's, that's really cool that this line is generating a lot and built chemistry that quickly. On the other hand, what's going on with the other nine guys? Yeah, They're not producing enough offense. Now, I, I do think that there are chances. You watch the Christian Dvorak shot where Halak made a great glove save. There have been some really good chances, but they got to get a lift. And to me, and I know people thought I was singling out Nick Schmaltz, but when you look at his contract and what they see him as – that's the guy. That's the guy that's going to spark things. They need to get him going. I know he's been off for 10 months, but he's so important to this offense. He looks like he's been off for 10 months, yes. just the way he's skating. It's like he gets the puck and he's flat-footed when he gets it, and then you're trying to start from scratch against the defense, especially against Boston that's already going full speed. So I'm hoping he comes around here within the next week or two. Um, but that was going to be one of my questions for you. How concerned are you about Schmaltz in particular? And not yet. Not yet. Not it's yet. too early, but yeah. it's something to monitor, yeah. something to watch. Absolutely. Because if, if he's not going to be a 55, 60 point pace guy for you, then you have a lot of concerns because then you're a one line team. And you really can't afford to be that. Yeah, because then you're really depending on that Hinnestroza, Grabner, Richardson line to produce offense, which I like them as extra offense. They haven't looked as sharp together. And, and I'm curious to see I, how long Rick Tockett's going to stick with that line. I know they had a good year together last year that doesn't really mean anything for the following year it just worked last year for some reason but there's a side of me that wants to see Vinny with up with Schmaltz and Dvorak actually I'd love to see that line and kind of but I also get like I feel like Vinny Hinnestrosa has a touch of that Emerson Edom syndrome Ooh. where he's just flying around at full speed but doesn't really have a great idea of what he's doing that's nice my only concern. Yeah, but I'm just saying in general, when like when they're coming up the ice, I mean he's always involved in the play, but it looks like he's just like acting. Like, I didn't, there's not like a he doesn't have a set plan for what he's trying to do. He's I don't just think doing. Connor Garland's the guy for that line. I didn't know Emerson Edom syndrome was a no. thing. I, I, okay. Connor Garland is a, is a nice energy player you can put in your bottom six, can can come in and out of the lineup as needed. I don't think he's a top six forward. Uh, we're recording this before the game against Vegas, but what's I mean, do you Put Hayton in here at some point and mix things yeah. up a little bit. I got a feeling Hayton's playing. Yeah, too. that's kind of my thought too. Yeah. Um, See what he has. You have to, Why right? Not? Yeah. There's no point in just and, and they haven't played since Saturday, and we're recording this on Thursday, so it's gets just hard. Practice. I mean, how much do you expect from the kid? Uh, on the on the flip side, yeah, I mean. Yeah, give him a shot with those guys that we just talked about and see what he can add. I mean, you might as well find out at this yeah. point. Yeah, because what if he does spark something? And if not, then you need to know that you don't want him just sitting in the press box all year. Yeah. So um, this hasn't come into play yet. But it's going to. The schedule is absurd to start the season again for the Coyotes. Does having Alex Morello change this next year or the year beyond or whatever? Because we're talking off the air. It feels like the Coyotes are the 31st priority when it comes to making the schedules. 
you, you have to imagine it does. It's something we've talked about on the show for years now of you don't have an advocate in the league office that's saying, hey, we're this is unacceptable. Or, hey, we need we want to do this and that. They're just like, yeah, you know what? We'll figure out the whole schedule. And if there's one team that has to do something weird, it's going to be the Coyotes because they either didn't have an owner or their owner had no leverage. or yeah, they were... You need a team, you got to move to another division. It'll be the Coyotes. Yeah. yeah. Ray Whitney has been talking was talking about this back in 2012. That's how long this has been an issue with the Coyotes. Yes, they need an advocate desperately. They need somebody like a Pagula or a Jeremy Jacobs to walk in the office and say, we need to change this right now. And it happens because it is happening. We've seen examples of it. Buffalo got a game moved against the Coyotes this year because it was in conflict with a Bills game. So they got it moved and it screwed the Coyotes. Yeah. But it happened because he went in there and asked. Sometimes just a squeaky wheel syndrome. Yes. Which, by the way, before it. It's a factor. It's a huge factor in the season. I know there's there's no real way to quantify exactly how many points that you potentially lose by having a schedule like the Carriers have had the last few years, but I think it's certainly been a detriment. Well, look, it, okay, to be clear, you're on the West Coast, so you're going to have, or whatever, Travel the desert. Yeah. Yeah. You're in the Western Conference. It's, it's, it's going to be harder. I get that for the California teams and the Coyotes in Vegas, probably. Those teams are, but it's the... <laughs> It's the starting off on the East Coast, or then you're playing in the Midwest, you fly back for one game at home, and then you fly to Buffalo or well, something. Just, that it, stuff's been happening every year. Right. I wrote about this, because talk blew up about this when the schedule came out. And when you compare them to the other West Coast teams, the Coyotes have to do that thing where they play in the Central Time Zone or the Eastern Time Zone, fly back from a road trip. They have one day in between, which is useless at that point. Yeah, it's useless. And then you play the next day at home. They do it six times this year. <laughs> The next, there's one team that does it four times, and then everybody else is like three or two. Yeah, so they're getting screwed. That's that is a significant difference. And and look, if you're on the East Coast, you you could take a bike to every game, but that's just the way it right. is. You can't yeah. fight geography. But it's kind of absurd. Like I'm even just looking at the schedule coming up, and you're in Colorado, and then you're in Winnipeg, and then you're back for Nashville and Ottawa, but then you're in New York and Brooklyn and New well, Jersey. They, they also and, have this stretch here where they have like a, they're in D.C. and St. Louis on back to back nights. Right. Yeah. Why? How does that make any sense to anybody? It, I'm telling you, it looks like that's the sort of thing that happens when they just decide, uh, we've made 30 of the schedules, there's still a team left. We'll, we'll just fit them in around all the other teams. That has to stop. You, if I mean, with Morello, I'm assuming he's one of the very richest owners in this league. Exactly, and that's why it matters. So it's not like, hey, we got, got an owner too. The chops to step in and say, hey, this, this doesn't fly. Yeah. This simply doesn't fly. It's not just we have an owner, too. It's like, money-wise, we have one of the richest owners. Uh, anything else you want to say on the Coyotes here through two games? It's tough through well, only two games. I think you got to give a lot of credit to the way Darcy Kemper's played. Yeah. I know it's early, but you start you gave him that big contract, and he's a fairly big contract for, for the position, and he's lived up to it so far through two games. He should now, be 2 you, Yeah, I mean, you're starting to look... Starting to put together a pretty decent sample size. If you go back to that little run with the Kings now, that's a pretty decent sample size he's starting to put together of success. That said, Auntie Ronda's going to play in one of these next two games. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it was tonight. Yeah. Um, what's uh, from the fan base? Too concerned already? <laughs> I'm just setting I Craig mean, up. Some of them. Yes, but that's. I think that's across the league. It's just, I, mean. I, I guess what bothers me more than anything is some of the some of the analyses that you read. They don't shoot enough. Well, actually, they're ninth in the league in yeah. shots on goal, so yeah. they're shooting more than most teams. They're not shooting from. They're not getting to the top areas. Yes, they are more so this year than last year. Look at the heat maps. Yes, they are. It's things like that that bug me. Yeah, I read those incorrect analyses. Old old concerns being blanketed on these new problems. And look, the reality is the biggest issue for the Coyotes for the fan base the last little bit is the layoff between game two and game three. This massive layoff has caused. A lot of analysis, and it's understandable. Right. I mean, look, it's like the NFL, right? Yeah, I mean, there's just all of this time. It's like losing two week, two games before your bye week. Like, well, all you're going to do is spend the next two weeks agonizing over those last yeah, you're two just games. Dwell, over, uh, dwell on it because look, yeah. look, if they go, they put up four goals and they beat Vegas tonight, then all those narratives die. Yep, fairly yep. or unfairly, they die. They outchanced Boston fifteen to nine, and they were even with Anaheim in a road game. So they're getting the chances. I can't remember if I said this off the air or on the air, but that's the best I've seen them play Boston. Yeah. Since the Years. last time they beat Agreed. Boston. They were the better team on the ice that night. Was all of Reckman Larson's first game was the last time they beat Boston. That's how <laughs> long it's been. Really? It has been that long. Huh? In Prague. Wow. In Prague. His first NHL game. Yeah. Uh, Scotty Upshaw had the game winner ah. for the Coyotes in that was game. He Peter was he still four years away from retirement? Uh, <laughs> oh, I can keep going on this. No, I wrote yes. about all this. 
By the way, are the Blackhawks ever going to play hockey again, or what's the? Yeah, they have just a week off. <laughs> I, I thought we would go minute by minute in dissecting the Blackhawks game uh. this year. Well, the last thing on the Coyotes I would just say is I understand why if you haven't watched the games closely yet, you're just looking and you're saying, okay, here we go again. Because last year they started, what, 1-4? and four? And the year before they started 0-10-1. And, and you're looking and saying, oh, they still can't score. They're off to a garbage start again. Fire Rick Tuckett. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's a little crazy. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, that's what you're hearing, though. That is, yeah. But they've run, into, between games. they've run into John Gibson, who is a borderline elite goalie in this league. Well, he's top 10 goalie, right? I mean, he's not on a top 10 team, but John Gibson's a top 10 He might 10 even be better than that, but yeah. yes. And they ran into Yaroslav Halak, who I thought played out of his mind. And we've seen him, I get that he's Boston's backup, but we've seen him in the past play out of his mind. He took out Washington and Pittsburgh in the playoffs in the same year. fantastic last season. Yeah, he's been fantastic against the Coyotes if you look at his career numbers. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's like saying, well, Darcy Kemper's a backup. Like, yeah. yeah, and Halak come on. used to be a starter and carried yes. Montreal. Here's the one thing that I would say. The one valid argument I've heard is they don't have enough finishers. And I'm not even saying that's true. We don't know yet. And as you mentioned earlier, we're counting on, the Coyotes are counting on the progression of some of their young core. The way this team is constructed they are relying on some of those young players that they just paid long-term contracts to take a step forward and contribute more offense. Will it happen? I don't know. But when you say they don't have enough finishers, the answer is we don't know yet. We'll find out. That's two games. And that's how John Chica will be evaluated in the end. Yeah. yeah and look, it, it's that middle six. If, you, if you're looking for positives beyond the obvious, your goaltending's been great, your defense has been great. That top line has been sensational. I mean, Derek Stepan should have had a second goal in that Anaheim game. Mm. Crossbar. Uh, mm-hmm. so, that, so you start to go, okay, it looks like Derek Stepan is showing the signs that he's going to be the player he was every other year except for last season. Kessel and Keller have been really good. So now you're just saying, okay, who in the middle six of all these young guys with high hopes, some of them with big contracts, are going to step up and being able to put the puck in the back of the net. Which, again, they need more opportunities than two games to show you if they can or can't do that. Yeah, it's an incomplete grade. I mean, there's you can't you certainly can't give them an A or a B because they're 0-2. You, I don't think you can give them an F, though, either, because it's 2 out of 82 they're games. They're shooting under 2% at even strength. Under 2%. You're saying that won't last? That won't last. It's, really it, it, it's statistically impossible <laughs> for that to continue. So the scoring is going to come. Yeah. And we believe the defensive goaltending is for real because it has been. Yeah. That's so then, the thing. I think those are constants. So if those stay and the goaltending starts to come, so will the win. You I, know, we're not putting enough heat on the PK. They should be scoring more. Yeah, they really <laughs> should. Well, if the power play is not going to, the PK needs to. I would just say if if... The only thing that changed in these first two games was like that step on shot went in in game one and Hinnestrosa scored on the breakaway or Keller redirected that one in. But nothing else with the way the Coyotes played had changed. People would love the Coyotes yep. game through the first two games. Yep. So yeah. that that's when it's like, OK, but they're not they need to score goals and it's yes. tough against Vegas tonight. So you may end up 0 three. But you need to keep playing the way you've been playing. Agreed. And that's Tockett's biggest challenge, I would think, is to yeah. not get his players to kind of question things. Yeah. Um, I had this thought before we get deeper into some of these. So McDavid and Zibanejad leading the league with eight points. We've seen how many Natty Hatties already two this year. Yeah, Neil and who was the other one? It wasn't Mantha, right? Mantha. No, it was Mantha. It was Mantha. Yeah. Okay. Mantha had a four goal game. Yeah. Yeah. But not four in a row. No, I don't believe. So the first um, three were in a row. Is there a term for that? There should be four in a row. I don't know. Sorry, my no. natural quarry. Sorry, throwing you guys off your game. The banana carrier. Oh no, no, boy. Okay. Um, makes no sense at all. But. You had to throw it out there nonetheless. A banana carrier makes no sense at all. And it's still in my line of vision. Craig's talking into it like a phone. A quad trick? We need to come up with something. Uh, you broke better. Jamie. He's going to be thinking about this. I know. Next I'll come back next week with, with an equally terrible idea. No, you won't. You'll completely forget. How many... That's very true. That's the answer. There's no way to answer this with stats, but doesn't it feel like there are more future Hall of Famers in the league right now than there typically are? I don't know. Uh, I don't know about. I don't know if there are more than there typically are. I just think we're seeing the new era. Like, is there more than ten years ago when there was like Lindstrom and Zetterberg and Datsuk and Crosby and Malkin and like I mean there there were a ton then too. So I just think this is the, the all of the best players in the league are in their like mid to early twenties right now. So it feels like we are beginning to see a renaissance. But I don't know if there are any more future Hall of Famers than there were. I mean, 10 years ago, think about all those guys that on those yeah. Red Wings teams and those, those Blackhawk teams when they were good. Okay, but like, think about like 2000, I don't know, like 2000, before that one lockout. So let's say like 2003 or whatever. Yeah. Like, I'm just thinking, maybe maybe great players is, is the better term to use because, I don't know, you had Gretzky and Lemieux, but then there was That's sort of good. a, yeah, but then there was a gap, right? There was never players to that level, to that truly like probably all time top 10 players. 
until you had Crosby and Ovechkin. You still have Crosby and Ovechkin, and now you have Matthews and McDavid. Yeah. And you also still have like Kane and these the, other guys. The game's opened too. up, too, which I think has changed. It. That, yeah. I mean, remarkably, where, it, where skill is of way more importance, and skill is paying off in points more often than it ever has. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I, it's just it's interesting to me that because there was definitely a patch where I don't know it was and, and maybe this was partially solved by that lockout or the rules they made the coming rules, out of yeah. the lockout not yeah. the lockout but uh, yeah I don't know no, no, no but, but I agree I mean this is a really fun time to be a hockey fan there are a lot of really good young players that we expect to be stars for ten plus years in this league. It would be awesome if the league could capitalize off of that, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, it would be. But I, I guess what I'm saying is the previous wave of stars is still in the league and still productive. Like Ovechkin and Crosby are still productive. They're still Kane is still productive, I and mean, he's in that group. I don't know what happened to Jonathan Taves. Right. I should have said he's still in the league, even though you can't tell because he plays for the Blackhawks. And he's only played one game. He's played one game. And it was across the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, okay, some of these hot starts. Carolina, 4-0. You don't buy it? I'm, I'm, yeah. I'll return over to Craig here because he wants to talk about this a lot. Uh, yeah. I, this is neat. It's a neat story. <laughs> this is neat. It's like the, the Marge Simpson I, I, meme. I, I love the Carolina story. I do. I, I love the story. I love I love how they've, they're just flaunting, they're basically thumbing their noses at the establishment. All, all the stuff that is Carolina. They may have a really good regular season. They're not a cup contender. No. It's not going to happen. I could see this ending in a playoff flameout. They're just not that good. They're not that good. This their, is not a contender. Their season last year was it was like a movie that was kind of low budget and didn't have any like major actors, but it was really really good and it surprised everybody. Like Blair Witch Project. Yeah, but there was no ending. <laughs> right? Cuz I don't remember Carolina in the in the conference finals against Boston. It's like they just checked out and they're like, "We'll see you next year." Yeah. So, I mean, this is as far as it goes. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't have a budget for another. And I don't think it goes minutes. that far this year. I don't think they make it back to the conference final. No, it's it with them. I just see a team where it's very, very early. Uh, so, I mean, I think they're good. I mean, I picked them to finish second in the division. I don't think they're going to make playoff noise. I don't think they're finishing second in the division. I, who, who's finishing second in that division? I like the Rangers. I have them finishing third, so whatever. But I think those are the three teams. <laughs> Who do you want me to pick? Like, well, no, I, I thought you Columbus. Know, maybe, but, but is it that incon- <laughs> isn't that inconceivable? Like, look at that division. Is it that crazy that they could finish second in the division? It doesn't mean they're a cup contender. It just means that they're they're in that division. No, but I also think they could miss the playoffs too. I mean, that division after Washington is like six similar teams, and then Columbus. And uh, what is the deal with New Jersey? Hmm. Not mm. to sound like Seinfeld. No, what's a little disappointing. Deal? What's the deal? I mean, again, early, early in the season, way too early to to form meaningful judgments. But New Jersey's a little bit of a disappointment to me, given what they did in the off season. I'm a little surprised by this. Yeah, and the fact that their first loss is they blow a four goal lead, <laughs> yeah. and they get, and then they lose two consecutive games, including getting shut out by Carter Hart mm. last night. Mm. Yeah. Poor Taylor Hall. But I mean, yikes. Well, here's here's what Craig has in the notes for hot starts. Carolina, who we talked about, Boston, St. Louis, and Colorado. I think we we well, we'll be really surprised by those. Two of the three of us, at least by those. Right. I don't know, Jamie. How do you feel about Colorado so far? I mean, fine. Okay. I mean, they're a good team. I've said this all along. They're just not this great Stanley Cup contender. Everybody thinks they are, but my opinions on them haven't changed one way or the other based on two games. Really? That's a whole 41st of the schedule. How does that not <laughs> sway everything about your, your thoughts? Uh, surprises, you have Anaheim and Edmonton, who we've talked about. Disappointment, San Jose, Arizona, and New Jersey. And in the, yeah, we expected this category, the Kings, the Wild, and Ottawa. Actually, LA threw me off by winning a game the other night. I didn't know what to do. I figured that wouldn't happen until like early right, They made up for it against Vancouver. Yeah, they really did. Um that's so weird looking at the Coyotes because, like, you look at some of these teams, like LA, eleven goals for, seventeen goals against. <laughs> Coyotes, one goal for, three against. Yeah, <laughs> allowed three goals and they're zero two. Nobody scores on or for the Coyotes. That's that's the rule this year, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Um, anybody else really stood out to you so far this season? Any players well, other I than Ant Man? I, I think it's, it's it's not someone that we were surprised by, but boy, Mika Sabanajad's yep. ascension into an elite player in this league continues. That's a fun line with mm-hmm. Buchnevich and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Panarin. Is Sabanajad who's better between him and Panarin? Because I would have always said well, Panarin. I'm, I'm always I'm always going to lean center if yeah, it's anywhere close. Me too. So I'm going to go Mika uh, Sabanajad. But they're I both love very good. Panarin, I, I love watching him play. Yeah. Mm. That's that's a that the Rangers for me early this season have been the most fun 
just kind of like us, a new team to watch. What do you make of Buffalo? I, I, don't, I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. Okay. Uh, I, do, I do want to point out that Victor Olofsson, who I brought up on the show as a dark horse Calder candidate, four goals so far, all in the power play, but four goals, five points in the four games this year. If he continues to play with Eichel, and particularly on the power play, he's going to be in that Calder conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's nice what they're doing, but they did something. They're calling something. him Golofsson. Can you just throw the bell at Jamie, Craig? Hmm. No? It's not even worth the bell? Hmm. I would be afraid of damaging the bell. <laughs> uh, Buffalo did something similar to this last year. They didn't do it right out of the gates, but they're going to have to show me past Christmas. Yeah, they pretty good early, actually. Yeah. Didn't they go on like an 11-game stretch where they lost once or something, and then they never won again? They, yes, pretty much. The bottom fell out after that. Uh, do we want to get to listener questions at a reasonable time? Sure. This is nice. I felt uh, like there was good pace to this podcast. There's, well, there's a lot of listener of questions. The, uh, criticism of my banana carrier. <laughs> um, let's see. Well, I, I don't want to scroll too far. I like the fact I didn't see the one where somebody said that they were called the Jamie of their workplace. Yeah. That's outstanding. That means at least two people in that workplace listen to this podcast. And... At least one of them is accurate in their assessments. That you don't want to be the Jamie. Uh, McCalder writes in. What is this? What is this thing that just arrived? Oh, did you see? You yes. should check your phone, Luke. I just. I don't even know what to. We'll, make to, we'll tweet this out so people can see it. Okay. This is very low budget. Speaking of Blair Witch Project, this is a really low budget illustration here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But that's that's my face superimposed over Marge Simpson holding a Carolina Hurricanes logo. I did so. You did it. I during just the think show. Yeah, neat. I just did that. That's but, why but, Jamie has been so quiet. Yeah. Right, right as Craig said, I think they're neat. I'm like, I got it. <laughs> it's such a horrible job. You could have made the picture of his face bigger and nope. at least like had his shoulder match up there. Nope. 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 Well, I'll never see Marge Simpson or Craig the same way. So, we'll tweet it out um, at some point. McCalder writes in, How much money will Jamie owe me when Galchenyuk doesn't hit 30 goals, Nazem Kadri does, and the Colorado Avalanche okay. win the Western well, the Conference? Part of that's so, fine. The second part... So I, I I do want to address that because I did finally see because it, it went to this weird like section of your DMs where like you don't see it. I'm not betting. That's where Jamie lives. Actual real life money with listeners. That's a slippery slope that <laughs> I do not want to get down uh, on it. But that's probably. I, but a good I stand by everything I said. Again, I also assumed 70 games of health for Alex Galchenyuk, which might have been an overestimation. It's uh... also Nazem Kadri. Again, it's two games, but zero points. Um, okay, I'm just putting that out there. That's yeah. um, that's from McCalder. And that's all we have to say about that. Cheryl, which of my teams should I be panicking more about, the Coyotes or the Penguins? Penguins! I'll Penguins. field this one, Cheryl. Pittsburgh's in trouble. Where's the squeaky? Where's Olfie? Olfie's right here. I was, yeah. Olfie. We can, I'll just squeak Olfie for the name. next hour. Luke, it's not a stress ball. Major Relax. props to Rick Tocca. That's a good name. Olfie. Olfie. That is a good we confused name. him so much at first with that question. <laughs> He's just like, like wait, wait, what? Ducks? Are you asking Stuff me? Ducks? <laughs> I did preface it by saying you can hang up. He did? No. <laughs> no. He, he hung he in there too much respect for you. He did hang um, in there. I'm not sure that's it, Jamie. <laughs> no, no, that's probably he, I think Jamie was talking about Olfie the duck. Um, <laughs> Pittsburgh's unwatchable right now. And I mean, that, yeah, so are the Blackhawks, but that's only because they, can't be they just don't play games. <laughs> because they're not on. Uh, dangle Snipe Belly. I haven't screened any of these, so this is going to be interesting. Oh if Jummy were a drink, what drink would he be and why? Alcoholic or non-alcoholic? Ooh. That's a good one. Uh, what drink irritates people more? I mean, if I, if I was, if, you know, if it was Craig drinking, I'd be an IPA. <laughs> um, what is the most irritating drink? To, You're a most wine irritating cooler. drink? Yeah. You're like a low-budget wine cooler. Ooh. I, I, I do lack substance. I like that Jamie's accurate with his own assessment. Yeah, this is, uh, <laughs> I, it, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know, know what I would be. I mean, I can think of like disgusting drinks, but yeah. annoying drinks? I don't know. If Steel I'm Reserve? by a drink. Oh, you know what I am? Uh, I am that Moscow mule we ordered that one time where they forgot to put yeah, the alcohol in. They didn't put in. any alcohol. Oh. <laughs> That's yes. what I am. The, I'll have the non-alcoholic mule, No, no, no. So at first <laughs> so you're like, oh. ginger ale? At first you're like, oh, no. Like, this is going to be good. Maybe he has something important to say. And then you take a sip and go... Oh, yeah, there's nothing in here. This was a waste of my time, and you're very disappointed. But, I think that's a good metaphor. But, okay. but it, there it is. But the first one, you're like, maybe it's my fault. Maybe I just don't yeah. like Maybe I'm like, missing oh, it. Oh, no, so it's Jamie not. is the non-alcoholic drink of the show. Yeah. He's the I'm non-alcoholic the alcoholic drink. Yeah. non-alcoholic mule. That yes. actually works. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's your name. I want my 10 bucks back from Yardhouse. Uh, well, not a sponsor, but they can be. 
October being Halloween month, is it cool how the penguins by health and by tan have looked like ghosts of their former glory? That was the second half of that mm. question. I thought that was kind of rude, but also accurate. Um, let's see. Hmm. Coach East Jack, what if Jackie and Olfie form a connection? Do you have potential names for the little ducklings? I don't know how to answer that. Mm. Who wrote the <laughs> Who wrote the question? Like the the Who tweeted out that we were doing a show and could ask questions that were creative or good? I believe that was Craig that wrote that yes. this week. Uh, uh, Mike writes in: What are the chances that Hayton will be sent back to juniors? More? It's on the table. I would say that Steve Sullivan said outright: It's on the table. No, nothing is off the table at this point. They want to evaluate him on a daily basis both in games and in practice, and they'll make that determination when the time comes. So, I, I mean, I don't know what that number is, but it is a possibility. I would say it's more on the table than I would have expected it to be a month ago. I'll just say that. Although, it's probably less on the table now than it was prior to the first two games because they went into the first they went into the season thinking, well, our lineup is so set, he's going to have to find a way to sneak in. A lot of forwards haven't done anything in the first couple games, at least production-wise. So he's going to get a chance here, whether it's sure. tonight or this weekend. He may only get a game or two, but if he shows something in that game or two, then he sticks around, I think. Sure. Um, imagine the garbage pail kids, but in outer space writes in, since the Bruins, Ducks, Hurricanes, Rangers, Flyers, Avs, and Oilers are all on pace to go 82-0, and Sends Coyotes, Blackhawks, Wild Canucks, and Sharks are on pace to go 0 and 492. How excited is Patrick Marlowe to return to San Jose? <laughs> wow. It's like that's an SAT lot. question. That was a lot. It's like a lot to throw us off. Yeah, pretty the much. The actual question. Oh, that's like the first 45 minutes excited of the show. To play hockey for another season. Look at that. It's about that. Just over league minimum. Yeah. Yeah. I would think. not going to the playoffs, so it'll, you know, have a long summer. Probably thought they were going to the playoffs when he signed there. Uh, which high? This is another one from Dangle Snipe Belly. Which high-profile player in the league seems most destined to be traded? Ooh. That's like a good question. question. Yeah, it is a good question. Wow! Don't uh-huh. say it with such astonishment, Jamie. Our listeners write good questions. High-profile player. Do you want me to read another question while you guys are thinking about that? Yeah, but I can't do two things at once. So I know. <laughs> I, I don't know what to do. Uh-huh. I might have to come back to that. <laughs> okay, we might have to come back to it next week and then forget. Okay, that's you know, we do stuff like that. Uh, Los Coyotes, Steve. Curious for your thoughts on how the three goalie triad will play itself out. I.e., is someone getting traded, and how soon once Comrie arrives? No, it's, well, it's those two. Uh, um, it's Ronta and Kemper. Yeah, and does Comrie even have his visa yet? No. Okay, so that's he's probably have a difficult time playing. It's Thirty days, right? Thirty days. He has to be on the NHL roster, or ten games. It obviously isn't going to be ten games. I think he'll be waived. After 30 days, and they'll try and send him down on the minors, and we'll see if somebody claims him to put him on their NHL roster, which is what has to happen. You can't claim him and then put him in the AHL yourself. So we'll see. But that's – I mean, he's not hes not going to be here. He's not a factor. With no. this, this is one of the, I don't know, three or four best duos in hockey. Um, Chaika likes Comrie, and, and talking to Chaika the other day, he said you can never have enough depth at that position, which I agree with. Uh, but they're not going to mess with Kemper or Ranta. The thing no, with Ranta is not fair, Comrie. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, if it was Carey Price, they would mess with with uh, with Ranta. What are you looking at over there, Craig? <laughs> just somebody telling me pickles are better than hot dogs. I just where does that conversation? How do you even begin yeah, that? Start that conversation. Right? Is that the starting point of the conversation? Uh, no. Let's move on. Uh, well, okay. I was trying to pickles. Roughly how many listeners, this is from Kevin, roughly how many listeners from Tucson do you have and will we get more Roadrunner conversations on the pod this season? I would say we have less listeners from Tucson than we had two weeks ago before Jamie started insulting them. I've driven them all away. Yeah. And Steve wrote in fewer and fewer each week. (laughs) Accurate. (laughs) Um, We'll keep you up to date on Tucson. Auntie Ranta played a good game for them last Friday. Oh, a little bit. Yeah, nice to watch Tucson games. They should be selling those ponchos, by the way. They should have sold them immediately. They should, yeah. They should have. That was great marketing by him. And I can't say how many people... Missed opportunity by them. Yes. How many people texted me asking where they could get that poncho, which I don't have any control over. Yes. It's not like Same. I'm hoarding ponchos. Same. They could have sold at least 100 right Probably. then. Um, Tony, Derek Stepan leads the Coyotes in goals with one. Thank you for that. <laughs> what group would you take to lead the team in scoring? Somebody with six letters in his last name or the field? Somebody with six letters in their name, yeah. without a doubt, because that's that's Kessel, Kessel, that's Stepan, that's Keller, and that's Keller. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, and there's probably I'm I going think with that's that a heavy favorite. I'm yeah. going with that group. Okay. Uh, James, in there, yeah. yeah. James writes in. Each of you decide what the others are going to dress up for this Halloween. That's <laughs> not a question, James. Yeah. Hmm. Actually, is it Giannis? It's J A N E S. To the combo. 
Oh, not that one. Not that Jonas. Jonas. I don't know. Jamie should have to dress up. Like, what is on your shirt? You do you remember the shirt? I dug this up from an old Natty Hattie show way back when. It is a hockey player that is probably in Canucks gear, but they don't have the licensing for it, so they're not actually in Canucks gear. <laughs> okay. Uh, with it over, like, it looks like the uh, Dosecki, the old Dosecki guy, but yes. with a giant cigar. Yeah. And it just says, "I don't always snipe." What does he say? I but, like how you don't know what's written do, on your own shirt. I prefer bar down. Okay, it's good. Uh, I'm, I, I'm in a relationship, so I am dressing up whatever she tells me I'm dressing up. She at. told you to wear that. Wait, are you no. are you actually dressing up for Halloween? Yes, you are. Okay, I don't are know you dressing gonna, up for Halloween. I don't know what I'm going to be though. I think the Cardinals play that night, so I'll be dressing up as a journalist. Would you be dressing up if the Cardinals did not play that night? Possibly. Okay. Uh, what are you dressing up as? Nothing. No, no I don't dress up. Disappointment. Um, <laughs> condescension. <laughs> yeah, probably condescension. Yes, if I could personify a banana that, case, I would. I would. Yes, it's a giant banana case. <laughs> Jamie's going to dress up as nonlinear progression this year. No, that's my daughter will dress up. What are they dressing up as? I don't know. Yeah. Do you have any they, say? They keep changing. Okay. Mm. My daughter was going. My youngest was going to go as a spider, which I really liked, but now she's moving off of that. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. You dress up with something you don't like now, probably yeah, just to like, spite you. I don't know, gamer girl, yeah. which whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> Chris writes, I, I need Craig critiques Halloween costumes. Yes, like on the show. that absolutely needs to be a thing. We need like to find hockey players when they post their photos from over their Halloween parties and have Craig. We'll do that on them. the Halloween episode whenever that is, and we'll also critique Halloween candy because there's so many bad candies. That's true. I'm guessing out. it'll be the week of like Halloween. When people hand out candy with nuts, yeah, kids or, don't like nuts, no. or just like pennies. Or no, like, look, even seriously, like someone's it. giving pennies. out pennies yeah. still. Uh, I don't know. Well, that's why you don't. That, that's why you don't go to the fifty-five and over community and start trick or treating. To give you pennies on like an apple. <laughs> it must be that. Is it, it does, isn't there a Charlie Brown episode where he gets rocks? Every house yes. he goes to, every, I got a rock. <laughs> it's not. I think it's every episode. <laughs> Who's the Charlie Brown of the NHL this year? Um, Chris writes in: If you're a Sharks fan, how close is that panic button getting? Yeah, it's getting close. I'd be pounding that hemp. That panic button right it. now. I'd be pounding it. Four games is too early, but yes, they don't look right. Um, Coyote and Philly. This is one for Jamie. Nice. Have you seen this question? No, but I, I think I know who this is. What's the best episode of The Simpsons? It's a oh, good question. Uh, I don't know. Really I haven't watched Simpsons in a while. Nobody has. That's the thing. Everybody watched the same like eight years of The Simpsons, yeah. but it's still on. And from what I gather, it's still good. But everybody can quote every episode from like 92 to 2000. Two maybe, um, but the show's still on. Uh, there's a lot of good ones. So yeah, nothing's coming coming to mind immediately. Yeah, they kind of blur together. It's like Seinfeld, really where you you have to. There's so many different stories in each one, but uh, now an underrated show, I would say. It's more like moments, right? Moments yeah. within episodes. Yeah, for me, that's what I remember. How about Seeing. this? Who was your favorite Simpsons character? Sideshow Bob. Really? Yes. Mm. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Krusty. I really did. Well, Krusty's a close second. Yeah, yeah. Krusty's good. Duffman was good. He has some good lines. Duffman was underrated. Including one we use all the time. Mm. Yes. One I should use really on my Q&As and mailbags. <laughs> what does uh, that sign say? Talk to the audience. Uh, <laughs> this never goes well. Or, or this is always death. Yeah, I think that's what he says. <laughs> uh, Eldon writes in, what is your least favorite sports phrase? Mine is positive regression. Damn, that's a shot at me. Yeah. I think. I don't know. I I've like tweeted it. about positive regression for the Coyote shooting percentage. Uh, my least favorite sports phrase. Um, Pucks in deep is getting there. Whatever sport. We need to play a full insert how many minutes the standard game is in your sport. Yeah. I hate that. Um, it's it's definitely a cliche. It's Whatever is the most overused cliche is, is the one that. Obviously. As a preface to every quote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or. or yeah. yeah, no. Yeah, no. I knew you were going to say yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Gertrude von Lichtenstein. Mm-hmm. Nice. I'm convinced this account exists just to tweet us, and I'm here I'm for okay it. with that. How should we evaluate the Kessel trade now after seeing so many Penguins out injured? It's clear that Galchenyuk was the root of the Coyotes' injury problems. Yeah. Hashtag linear contamination. Wow. Yeah. No, I, I mean, that's... <laughs> I, just, I think we just let that lie. That's yeah, a great that's point. perfect. <laughs> Nothing I can really say that's on top of point. that. That's a great point. Todd and Phoenix, Lucic for Neil, best trade of the year. Also, putting aside that it's too early to make such judgments, which team should be declared done for the year after the first week? Oh, I, I okay. I'm glad. I'm glad I read this. Columbus, San Jose, Calgary, or Winnipeg? Well, Calgary's not done. Columbus, Col- uh, uh, Calgary. Stop right there. Yeah. Columbus, <laughs> Columbus. Yeah. As soon as I heard Columbus, like, oh yeah, I think I know what they are. I mean, LA's been done since 
Well, okay, so this is what I think we should do. How many weeks are there in the season? Like 24, 23? That's a lot of math. Okay. I really think each week we should officially eliminate, eliminate a team. A team. Okay. So that, that'll I think, leave us. I yeah. think those numbers are going to not line up for us. Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out. So we're going to start eliminating playoff teams. Yeah, when, when the playoffs hit. Soon. No, but I, I mean, is that really the worst thing in the world? Like, we're saying they can't win the cup. So oh, I thought even, we were just eliminating from playoff oh. contention. Hold on. <laughs> so when we get to the like the last three weeks of the season, yes, we'll be saying this team's going to make the playoffs, but they're not going to win the cup, basically. So do we? can we start it this week, or do we have to wait a couple Are we, weeks? What, we're eliminating a team from playoff contention right now, or from Stanley Cup contention? I guess for now, just playoff contention. Okay. But yeah. eventually it'll we be can, cup contention. We can certainly do that now. So Ottawa? I mean, we have yeah. to we have majority we have to settle on one. We yeah, have to settle on one. We have to as a show. Okay, well, yeah, Ottawa's okay, not Ottawa. making the playoffs. Okay, Ottawa. I'm going to really write confidently bold, saying really that. bold call by us. Well, it's week one. I mean, do you yeah. want to go all in with? I don't know, Tampa, <laughs> um, Trond. Haven't heard from Trond in a while. Well, I have. When's that podcast happening, buddy? Well, will I see Craig or more of you in Sweden next year? Mm, I, I would so. go to Sweden. I'm I all, would too. I'm all in on a Swedish trip. Yeah, if, you're spo- if you're sponsoring us, although I, I I really do think that the, you know, depending on the logistics, there's so much to work out. Obviously, and I don't even know if the NHL would be interested. But the Mexico City thing is really interesting to me too. Yeah, yeah. Play a game in Mexico City against the I don't know the Stars, the Knights, or the Kings. Yeah, not the Stars. Cool. We want people to watch. That's true. We don't want everybody true. to fall asleep. Make it game. make it Vegas or LA. Not Minnesota either. Minnesota, Dallas, and Mexico City. <laughs> the forgotten game. Here. <laughs> Watch our rivalry. Played at altitude, so if you're rivalry. not used to it, it might be entertaining. Minnesota versus Dallas in Atlantis. <laughs> um, First Joseph, goal wins. Biggest surprises in performance by a player so far, either because they exceeded or performed worse than expectations. I, I'm going to say that can be beyond just the Coyotes. Has anybody really surprised you? Again, it's a week. I understand that, but... Anybody really doing anything crazy? I would almost say, to answer this question, you have to say somebody that's exceeding expectations, because anybody could not have a goal through two yeah, or three games. Yeah, a bad couple games. Um, uh, I mean, this is going to sound weird because he's a good player, but five assists and six points already for Patrick Laine. After yeah. coming off a bad season there, he moved. He spent some time on that top line now. He's been putting up a ton of points. I mean, I guess it's James Neal. We're not surprised he's doing well. I think we're probably surprised he has six goals in three games. <laughs> but Yeah, that's fair. This is totally unrelated, but did you guys see the Marner assist on Austin Matthews' second goal of the yeah. first game? Yes. That was unreal. Yes. It was I mean, it was so many different things to appreciate where he makes the move and they were playing Ottawa, so everybody in Ottawa fell over based on the move. Yeah. And then he throws the behind the back. The pass problem was if he passed it to a Canadian player that had a little bit more grit, it would have been worth two goals. That's true. It would have gone through the back of the net. Yeah, it would have been worth two been much more memorable. Um, Victor Olafson, I mean, having four goals yeah, in four games. really good. Uh, Travis Konechny maybe isn't a surprise, but he has looked like Philadelphia's best player through the first two games. Yeah, and five he, points in two games, right? Yeah. yeah, and I know two of those goals came against Chicago, so... So, okay. Yeah, while I was sitting next to, to Craig say, at practice. They, they count as half. Yeah, it was enjoyable. Uh, got to watch the end of that game in the Coyotes' locker room. How'd that go for you? Oh, it was pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I don't know. He's looked good. He was he quietly, would he have 24 goals last year? Yeah. That could be a decent player. Um, but, yeah, that, nobody else has really stood out. Rupe Hintz has four Barrett goals. Barrett Hayton's playing tonight. By, by the way, way, Rupe Hintz, another guy from that 2015 draft. Yeah, like second, second or third. Yeah. Yeah. Barrett Hayton's playing tonight. Nice. Do we know who he's in for? As we break news on a podcast, <laughs> everybody will hear tomorrow. Don't worry about that so much. Okay. Uh, Lawson Krause has been banged up, so it could be okay. just replacing him. Uh, Chris Sines, what's the better Canadian delicacy? Tim Hortons donut balls? Good question, Chris. Ooh. Or poutine? Tim Hortons. Yeah, Tim Hortons. All, what's your favorite Canadian like snack? Not ketchup chips. No, but all dressed chips all are dressed the best. All dressed chips are amazing. All dressed chips are the best. They are. Uh, coffee crisp is also, if you like candy bar. I've never had coffee Yeah, crisp. it's great. You can actually get them at Walmart or World Market, whatever they call it out here. But yeah, coffee crisp. Huh. I think it's a Nestle product. Not a sponsor of the show, but can be. Feels like they kind of are, actually. Uh, Coaches Jack, tell me again why we picked up Comrie, Ranta, and Kemper are healthy along with Hill and Prosvetov on deck. I feel like we've answered that. <sighs> Kyle. It also costs nothing. This is a question. That, sometimes that gets overrated. them off waivers. Yeah, yeah. You, you paid nothing. You're paying nothing. This is a question really for Jamie. Would you rather be blown out in an elimination game like the Braves 13-1 to or give up a grand slam in extra innings? He doesn't specify, specify who that second team is, but I think we all know. Yeah, we all know. Yeah, yeah I mean, to Howie Kendrick of no, no I'd less. I'd rather be blown out. 
Would you? Yeah, it's because, over early. You yeah. have time to accept it. It's not that yeah. sudden heart attack feeling. Yeah. yeah you, you just accept it. At no point did they feel like they were coming back in that game, even when they had, like, the base is loaded in like, yeah. the sixth or whatever. Yeah. Follow-up question, Jamie. Are the Dodgers cursed? Well, they were going to lose to whoever was in the AL anyway, so I guess sure. you might as well get it out of the way now. Okay. But No, but... Uh, how Dave, long has it been? Kirk Gibson. I know. Well, Dave Roberts did a terrible job of managing that game. You've got to be loving this, because if the Astros lose today, oh, the Yankees uh, just yes. be made I'm with ve- I am the World very Series. much a race fan tonight. Yeah, that's trash. Um, another one from Kyle. Why do the Yotes always have long breaks between games to start the season? Every year it feels like the schedule is so clunky and lacks flow. No, you're right, yeah. Kyle. It feels that way because it is. Because, yeah, yeah. you're not imagining it. Um, two more. I'm a Raven Caw Caw. This is clearly named just to make me have to say that. Yeah. Will we get to see another behind the scenes at the draft type video? Mm, I don't know. I don't, I don't get to make those. I don't make those decisions. <laughs> when does the NHL put us? I feel in, like you said that charge? into the wrong show. <laughs> I would like. I know to. we set the well, maybe because they know we set the agenda in the yeah. NHL. So yes, you will. What are we going to put out there that's definitely going to happen in the next 24 hours? Are we going to use it on that, or are we going to use it for the, the mm. Malkin's mm. miraculous recovery? No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> no, that's how about how about the Coyotes putting up five on Vegas, four on Vegas tonight? Can we put that out? There? I can see that. Okay. You think the Coyotes are going to win tonight? Um, I'm torn. Yeah, I kind of think they are, but Vegas is really good. Ve- Vegas yeah, Vegas is, really is the better good. team. Coyotes need it more. Yeah, as much as you need. Yeah, I do feel like victory. they're in a sort of a and. and it's not really true, but it feels like they're in a, a desperate situation. Well, this is okay. I'm glad you said that. The this reason, is the worst blue line they face so far, so I guess that's something. Yeah. The reason why I give some credence to what you just said there, Craig, of they're sort of desperate, is because they started slow last year and they started slow the year before. And the year before, it made a ton of sense and everything, and, and we saw them get better in the second half. Last year, if they don't start one and four, maybe they're a playoff team at the end mm-hmm. of the year. So. I just think mentally for the players and the fan base, if you start 0-3 or 0-4, okay, it's not the end of the world as long as you're playing well like they have the first two games, but don't you sort of start to doubt yourself and wonder if you're going to be chasing all season again? Because yeah. if you go 0-4, you to. you're going to have to go 4-0 and at some point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They they need to start winning games, no doubt. Yeah. It's it's a shame that the schedule lays out the way it does again. It's, we've talked about this, I know, already, but it's, it's just a shame. They... I, that's why I felt that, and I was saying this to people that night. I felt like they needed to win that game in Anaheim. I yeah, they needed to win the opener. Well, just because I mean the quality of opponents they're going to play yeah. for these next, you know, until they get Ottawa. Yeah, <laughs> and then I mean that's like a must win, right? That Ottawa is the island you have to land on in the middle of all these good teams. Last one from George, who sent us Jackie, so he gets uh, he gets the closing question here. Is it true the Coyotes are more inaccurate shooters than other NHL teams, or is it just frustration seeing pucks whizzing high and or wide all the time? Yeah, I'm not seeing pucks whiz high or wide all the time. Are you going to challenge George? Yes. Wow. They've been one of the most unlucky. George knows where you live. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. He's kind of creepy. <laughs> he does, actually. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's just yeah, frustration. I, I, yeah. I, I, I don't I, think it's been any worse this year than it's been years prior. And in fact, it's probably been better for them than, than in years past. It's just, look, the pucks aren't going in. It, it's all... If two two chances go the other way, this is there. And again, I know yep. you can like say you said that earlier, but it changes the whole season. If Stepan doesn't hit the the crossbar in Anaheim, if I mean a couple plays go the right Clayton way, Keller elevates that one yeah. chance. It's, it's a whole different season. I mean, they're getting much better quality chances early this season than they were last season. I would I would say for George, in years past, they it has been frustrating watching this team miss the net a lot. Yeah. They haven't done that this year. This year they've been putting them on goal. They, I just think they've run into good goaltending in the first two games. I mean, average 34 shots on goal. Yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't really change anything they're doing right now. Except um, the finish. Not even strength, no. No. Yeah, I would change a lot on the power play, but <laughs> yeah. that was to be expected coming in. <laughs> yeah, to be expected, but wow. I mean, to this level, where yeah. they, they literally can't even set up in the offensive zone. It's not good. It, 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 you know, and I know you need reps, but did they practice this enough? They didn't get to play together in the preseason, and that was part of the problem. They, the first unit simply didn't play together. Was it one game? Yeah. But beyond that, I mean, practice the hell out of this, because it's such an opportunity for you to get goals, and you have Phil Kessel now. You yeah. you need to take advantage of this. You brought Phil Housley in for this. It's looked like garbage. You can't bring in any more Phils. You brought know in as many as you can. It's yeah. true. Yeah, I mean, all the Phil fills. Esposito is yeah. past his prime. Yeah, but it, it's to to me. I, I I guess I don't get why they just didn't practice it a heck of a lot more. 
get a ton of reps with this unit because you need this. You need this contribution, and you knew it. You knew you had to improve your power play coming into the season. You had to get it to competency because it wasn't there last year or no. the year before. And, 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 and I would just say what we've seen from this team last year and through two games again this year is if you score a couple goals, you're probably going to win the way the team is constructed. Yeah. And, that, and look, it just to me, it seems like that's the easiest area that you could improve on on your own. You, By the way, you have an elite PK unit to go up against in practice. Yep. This and is, you I, have I, most of the pieces for the power play. Yeah. I mean, I, I still like Oliver up top. I like Kessel. I mean, Schmaltz needs to find his game here soon. But you got Keller step on. Yeah, I'm not, not entirely sold on their net front, what, what they have down low yet. But I think they have enough pieces here, again, to be middle of the pack in the power play. And I think that's enough with the PK unit you have. Yeah, that's all you need. With the, with, with the goaltending, the defense, and the PK, if you are just middle of the pack in the power play, that should make you a playoff team, I, I would think. All right, anything else before we wrap up here? We've, uh, we've gone over an hour, but we've kept it under an hour and a half. So this is really this is progress for us. No, yes. nothing. Uh, I just thought we should stop right there so I, we could uh, keep it at that level. Jamie's doing something which makes me think he's Probably just sending another illustration. No, pictures I, of you on. We we got to tweet that out after the, we take out the show. Well, you know the password. No, you don't. You forgot. I know. I actually do know the password. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll tweet it out. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. That's yeah, fair. it's a great point. All right. For well, you, Jamie Eisner, Craig Morgan, I'm Luke Lipinski. Thanks for listening to the Natural Hattrick Podcast. Any word to the rumor that that new Green Day song, The Angel debuted, was named after Michael Stone's point shots? That's <laughs> we're into like next week's episode. That was long. <laughs>